Just to recap, we are focusing on just three hours in the life of Jesus. In fact, the three hours before his death. In these three hours, three important hours of his life, he pronounced seven words that we know as the seven last words of Jesus. And they are seven teachings that he left for us, what we call the seven words of love. And that is the name for the series that we are preaching in these days in preparation for Easter. We see in the history of salvation that the 3,000 years that God had taught the earth in so many ways, you know, man, in so many ways, Jesus summarized in 30 years of family life and relationships and, and being with the family in his hidden life. Those 30 years were also summed up in three years of public ministry when Jesus, with his teaching and preaching, he taught us who God is and how to, how to reach him. But then those three years were also summarized in three hours of love when he sealed with his blood all his teachings. And so in those three hours of love, he pronounced seven words that I pray that we may grow in appreciation and love for those words. In the first week, we spoke about forgiveness, the word forgiveness. Father, forgive them, for they know not what they are doing. Forgiveness, especially as a medicine against guilt in our lives, so that we may be set free from guilt. The second word that we pondered on last week was about heaven. Jesus taught us about heaven and how to get there. And today he teaches us from the cross the most important lesson, how to love. Isn't that at the center of what we have to do on this earth? if nothing else, to learn how to love God and how to love others. We don't see in the Gospels many interactions between Jesus and his mother. They're not recorded for us. I think there's only three of them, and these are, you know, the ones that are recorded are only the statements where, where something sol was solemnly revealed to us through those statements that are recorded in the Gospel. And the first one is Luke 2.49. Did you not know that I have to be in my father's house, in my father's affairs? Jesus reveals his identity as the son of the father, the son of God. The first statement that he pronounced to his mother. The second one in his public life. Woman, my hour has not yet come in the wedding at Cana. And so Jesus reveals his mission at that moment. That he's come for an hour, for a very specific hour. The hour that he's undergoing right now on the cross where he would save us. And lastly, what we read today, son, behold your mother. Mother, behold your son. And Jesus reveals true love for us. So the invitation at this stage on the journey that we are doing in Lent is to learn how to truly love in our lives. To love like God loves. That is, of course, impossible to us. So I'm inviting you to something that is impossible. But we'll ask for the grace today in order to be able to love as God loves. Because that is a grace that comes in the first place from him. And he left that for us on the cross. Jesus, at the, most, at the moment of the most excruciating pain in his whole life, he did not look at himself, but he raised his, his eyes 
to see the two people that he loved the most in those years that he spent on this earth. His mother and his best friend. Those were the two people that he recognized. Those were the ones who were at the foot of the cross. Two people that he truly loved in his life. His mom and his best friend. And he sees them there. We can ask ourselves, how can the love of God, because Jesus is the Son of God, how can the love of God be particular? Isn't it supposed to be, you know, for everyone, universal? You know, not, not leaving anyone outside. And of course it is. But particular is not opposed to universal. Selective is opposed to universal. When we select to love some people, and not love other people. That's how we love with our human love many times. We are very selective in our loves. Jesus wasn't selective. Jesus was particular. He loved some people with his whole heart in a very special way, so that through that love he may be able to love everyone. For love is particular or it's not love. Love is either particular or it's not love at all. Universal love is only a heart that has gone through the ring of many particular loves. The love to a mother, the love to a disciple, the love to 12, the love to 72, and so to the multitude. So because Jesus was able to love John in a very special way and to love Mary in a very special way, is that he was able to love everyone. And that's what he wants to teach us today. The love for those closest to us. Jesus gets at the nucleus of love. At the most important love. Because if we are not good at loving those who are closest to us, we won't be able to love everyone around us. So Jesus wants to teach us the most important teaching about the most important teaching. How to love those who are closest to us. So this homily tonight is especially targeted towards how to love your friends. For all those who are in households, how to love your, you know, the people who live in your households, those who live with you, your roommates, your family, your circle, if you're in Fragua, how to love those who are closest to you. Three aspects of true love that Jesus teaches us from the cross. First one, you love others by paying attention to other people. We don't usually think of this, but Jesus revealed that to us uh, from the cross. It says the gospel that we just read. When Jesus saw his mother and the disciple, then he addressed them. But first he saw them. He was able to recognize them. Among the multitude, he was able to see those two people. Look that the soldiers didn't even recognize these two people. In fact, Mary, being a woman, she's probably able to be there at the foot of the cross because the soldiers are not even paying attention to her. That was just how they treated women in that moment. But Jesus lifts her, her dignity up because she loves, he loves her. And so he sees her and he sees John. So he pays attention to them. That's the best way to love people. Our attention sends out a message. You are important to me. You are important to me. So much that you are the most important thing in this world right now. I am giving you my whole attention. You are it. This is it. You are the one. 
I am giving you my attention. When we give our attention to someone, we give our most valuable thing because we give them our time. We give them, with our time, our life. We say, you are the most important one right now. In fact, when we speak about giving our attention to someone, we use the word pay, to pay attention to someone. That's how valuable it is. We pay attention to our people. We really invest on people when we pay attention to them. If you look at Jesus in his life, he truly paid attention to people. Just read the gospel and record all the moments when it says he looked at, he saw, he was observing. Just a few of them. Look, John 9, 1. Jesus is passing by and he saw a man blind from birth. Probably many people were walking by, but none of them saw that man. None of them paid attention to that man. And because Jesus paid attention to that man, then he healed him. But first he had to see him. Luke uh, 19.5, and you may uh, recall that moment when Jesus goes into Jericho and Zacchaeus is up on the tree. And nobody sees Zacchaeus because he's hiding very well. But Jesus is walking by and what, he, what it says is that Jesus looked up and saw him and said, Zacchaeus, what are you doing there? Come down quickly. He was able to see him. He looked up and he noticed Zacchaeus and he knew him by name. Mark 12, 41, Jesus observes all the people who are putting money in the treasury. But he also sees this poor woman who is inserting only a couple coins. He was attentive. He was paying attention to all these people. Jesus paid attention through his life to, to people. And that's why he was able to love them in such a way. There's moments when it's going to be hard. Because you are overwhelmed. In the first place, when you get worried or when, when you get weary, those three things distract us or distract our attention from our people. When we get overwhelmed, we have too many things in our minds and we can't pay attention to this person. We might be talking to them, but we are thinking of the next thing that we need to do or what we didn't do before and all the you know, to-do lists in our minds. So it is hard when we get overwhelmed. It is hard when we are worried about something, when we are, you know, there's something unsolved in our hearts, in our situation, a conversation, something. It's very hard to pay attention to people and we are weary, when we are weary as well. Galatians 6.10 says, So then, while we have the opportunity, let us do good to all, but especially to those who belong to the family of the faith. So St. Paul says, let us do good to everyone by paying attention to them, especially those who are part of the family of the faith, to all other believers around us. So we love people by paying attention to people. We love people by paying attention to people, by being able to overcome all those moments when it is difficult and to tell the other person who is in front of us, you are the most important one right now. In the second place, the second way Jesus taught us love from the cross, is to meet their practical needs. The last practical thing that Jesus did on this earth was taking care of his mother, the needs of his mother. 1 Timothy 5.4 says, But if a widow has children or grandchildren, 
let these first learn to perform their religious duty to their own family. So Mary had no other son than Jesus. And so Jesus says, Mother, behold your son. He is now your son. He is the one who is going to fulfill that religious duty to you. He is the one who is going to take care of you. And from that moment on, John received Mary in his home. So Jesus took care of the practical needs of Mary in that moment. Loving means meeting the practical needs of others. Even when our own needs are not being met, we tend to think of our own needs first. What are my needs that need to be met by others? First, worry about meeting the practical needs of our people. Just this morning, as I, I, I was you know, preparing for this homily, and I found a great example. I walked into the office, and today is you know, ready for a whole day of spiritual directions, and, and I found a glass uh, filled with water. You know, and uh, it's an easy detail, but um, very simple. But someone knows that I drink a lot of water as I do spiritual direction and, uh, and fill the, the cup with, with water. And so it was a little detail. Someone thought of that and met a very, very practical need and very simple. But how many opportunities do we have in a day? How many opportunities do we have to think of others and what, what do they need? What do they need the most in this moment? When we do meet the practical needs of our people, mean, that sends a message as well. I have been thinking of you. And I know what you need. I know you. And in the third place, loving others means to learn to see others' pain even when I am in pain. When we are in pain, let us be honest, we, don't care. we could care less about our people. When we are in pain, we just think of ourselves and we want to, you know, be pat on the shoulder and, and, uh, and just, you know, be taken care of. That not, that's not the case of Jesus from the cross. When he was on the cross, he was taking care of his mother, he was taking care of his disciple. So to learn to meet other people's pain before we take care of our own pain. And Jesus was being crucified. He had nails in his hands. But Mary, he, she was being pierced at that same moment. You know, she had received that prophecy, a sword will pierce your heart. And this is the moment when a sword was piercing her heart, her only son, the son of God. So it's not only a human bond, but it's also a spiritual bond. Is dying on the cross before her eyes. And she's standing as the strongest woman on earth. And in that moment, the, the sword pierces her heart. And Jesus sees that. He sees that pain, even beyond his pain. He doesn't take care of himself, but takes care of his mother. So the invitation here is to turn our bleeding wounds into a sign of redemption, so that we may help others. A couple in Argentina just wrote me an amazing testimony. I, I was meeting with them and helping them before coming, and they... They were undergoing a very, very tough situation uh, with a daughter of theirs. Uh, you know, she, you know, besides any, any uh, opinion that we may have uh, about this, but she told them that she was homosexual. 
It was like really, really tough for them. Uh, imagine that for Catholic parents. It was really hard and they were undergoing a very tough moment. And they have that wound in their heart. It's been so hard for them, full of pain. And, uh, but they learned how to turn that wound into a, a wound of redemption, from a bleeding wound into a sign of redemption to help others. And now they initiated a whole ministry in Argentina where I was before coming here. And, uh, and they're helping other parents who are undergoing the same situation to support each other, to listen to each other, to pray with each other. And they are doing so much good to so many people who are alone in undergoing that tough situation in their lives. So they learn how to see through their wounds into the wounds of others. So many times we focus so much on our own wounds. But what if you could see through your wounds into the wounds of others? And maybe those pains that you have, they can turn into salvation for someone else. I told you that this is impossible for us at the beginning. So um, you probably get the idea by now what, why is it impossible. Because it's very, very hard to love all the time, constantly, as Jesus loved from the cross. But the good news is that Mary is the teacher of this love because she was there standing at the foot of the cross. So she's the one who would come and work with us as a good teacher. She would sit right next to us and she would teach us how to truly love as she did with John. He lived with John and he, she taught John how to love. John, this is true love. And so John was able to write so amazingly about Jesus because Mary taught him how to truly love after what she saw on the cross. So she will come with us and she will teach us heart to heart how to love as Jesus did.